Welcome to Filter Optional. I am Chico West. And I am Shannon West. We are two people doing the work out loud, hoping to encourage others along the way. Join us as we unpack life with no filter and a filter. Hello, Shannon. Hello, Chico. Oh, you're on your phone. I'm not on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) I have my phone in front of me, but I am not on it. Oh, can you do two Uh, things at once? I can do two things. I can do probably three or four things at once. I'm a great juggler. Okay, can I give an example how that is not true? I, I mean, if you must. When I come home and you're texting and I start talking to you and you put your finger up and tell me, wait. So you really can't do two things at once. Well, no, that's just a boundary because I need you to pause for a minute. You don't always get access to me exactly when you want access to me. That could be a privacy thing, too. Exactly. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, well, just like... Thank you, Kevin, for <laughs> out of nowhere, sharing. Just, that has, that <laughs> yeah. has nothing to do with multitasking. It just, it's like, it's like you don't get to just come in and start asking me things. And it's like, you know, we're newly, we're officially empty nesters. Oh, shit. Well, no, we've moved the baby in, in Austin. How about the teeth? Oh, my gosh. We moved him into his dorm. We didn't check him in. Right. He keeps saying we checked back in. I'm like, people could be like, checked him in. Like, where'd he go? The psych ward or something is what it sounds like. Yeah, it does. (laughs) That is what it sounds like. He's like, yeah, we've checked him in. But um, we moved him in. And so now I'm having to, or, well, I'm having to draw some boundaries with you, Chico. Um, I don't I don't think you have to draw some boundaries. I think you're choosing to draw boundaries. Okay. Yes, Yes. I am choosing to draw some boundaries. I mean, I would encourage you not to draw any boundaries. (laughs) I know. It it, it affects you. Yes. I like it when there is the boundaryless shaman. Yes, I know. And it's no more because I don't... You used to be able to skirt in around the kids when I was doing stuff for the kids. You kind of flew under the radar and now that I'm really not doing much for the kids, I mean, especially on a daily basis, cooking, you know, cleaning, taking care of stuff, and I'm Picking not doing them up. that. You yeah. can't, you can't slide. Your needs can't slide under the radar. It's you just have to. Pass. I have to pause. But and I also have to figure out how to not overdo for you because. I think you ask me to do things a lot that you just don't want to do. Okay, this is the intro. We're not <laughs> doing a segment on what I do and don't do, okay? Uh, maybe this we is, should. No, I have I have a different idea for our... our uh, okay, I was just introing, you know. You no, know, just... introing. Yeah, all of a sudden, it became about Chico. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll table we'll table that topic and what, we'll come we, back to it. We can come back to it, but right. I, I need a little heads up so I can uh, hey, present. Hey, I was just talking like I normally do. I could like, present my I defense. If you're, watch, if you're listening, then that's great. If you're watching, then you'll see that, you know, my glam squad <laughs> was off today. Okay, so <laughs> if you are watching, I want people to see. Yeah. What? Can you see the back of my head? 
What about it? It does not look bald at all. <laughs> it does, actually. No. You can't see the... Oh, my gosh, I can see it. Yes, you've still got a little bald. Why it's weird. Point? It didn't look like that before the show. It and you're didn't. Like, <laughs> and then Shannon. I think Shannon makes me bald. <laughs> uh, it yeah. didn't. I did the same no, thing. No, I was looking. Yeah. I now was you've watching really you do it earlier. Your hair. Like, I mean, yeah. we both look a little disheveled. But anyway. But so, we're back in the studio. Yes. And we're back to getting our filter optional up and running. Yes. It's the fall. Everybody's, you know, um, summer's out. Summer's over. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, but it still feels so. hot, even though today is a nice day in Dallas, Texas. A cold But fun. everybody's getting back. Football starts. Oh, yes. my gosh. Even though we don't have anybody on the field this year, I still I love football. I love football season. Well, what I, what I was thinking today for our topic. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to title it. And so, Kevin, when you put the title in, <laughs> oh, Take here note. it is. You got it. Community is weird. Community is weird. Okay. Yeah. That is the title of this episode. Okay. Do you know what I mean by community is weird? No. I have a feeling you're going to tell us, though. Yeah. Community is weird because, I mean, we have all sorts of different communities. Right. You have a church community. You have a um, a kid Slash school community. School, yeah, community. You'll even have a team community. Like you have our a work. kids have always been on teams. You have you a know, work community. Sports teams and stuff like that. You have a work community. You maybe have a social community. Right. Um, you maybe have a high school community. Community. You know, the yeah. people that you went to high school with. You have a college community if you went to college with people. You know, you're, you're always, I mean, I'm always saying, I'm going on a reunion the 30-year college reunion in um, October. When, September. When September. And um, that's a community within itself. That you know, Yes. My people here in Dallas don't know those people. that and, that and they're a huge part of my life. And they're still consistently in my life. And I can turn to... I got, I got two texts this week from um, friends of mine that's kids now live in Dallas. And they're asking for doctor recommendations and all that stuff. And I love it that I have that community. Yes. So, yeah. And that you can be a resource. Yes. Yes. But and we, and you've, different you've done of some of those same things when with your your college community, your sorority girlfriends. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it is sorority and fraternity People are season. going through, quote, unquote, recruitment now. They don't call it rush anymore. They call it recruitment. Yes, it's crazy. But we have all so. sorts of different communities. You know, there's healthy communities. You know, all the communities you just listed, you know, there's kind of surface communities. There's also, man, there there can be some toxic communities. All of a sudden you're in a community and there might be someone that's toxic, you know, and stuff like so, that. Wait, are you saying that there, you know, a toxic community can be just one person or can it be actually, I think that communities can be toxic not because of just one person, but Okay, so I've always said this about our kids, different, some friend groups. I would say um, they would be like, ooh, do you like, you know, so-and-so, Suzy Q? And I would be like, yeah, individually, I think Suzy Q is awesome. Like, she's such a good person. She's like, she's going to, you know, nail life and she's going to be great. 
but in her friend group, they're toxic. Like there's, there's, they feed off each other. Yeah. There's a dynamic, toxic dynamic. And so I feel like community, when you talk about toxic communities, it can be the culture of the community and the dynamic of the group and not the individuals. I'd, I think, but I think you can have both. Yeah. You know, I think one person can be toxic that can bring down the community. You have family communities. We didn't even mention that. Well, right. You know, I mean, I have, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest of four boys. And, you know, now he's, we, we've really, you know, I think every, my two other brothers and my mom and, you know, the sister-in-laws, mm-hmm. um, we don't communicate to one of my brothers, you know, because he's toxic. Right. You know, but when he was around, it made the community even more toxic. Right. right. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And so. That's a dynamic, yeah. Yes. But that can create even the one person, but you don't necessarily, it's hard to, how do you, um, how do you get out of those toxic, um, once a person creates a dynamic and a culture and you kind of, in your community group, you kind of go down that path. How do you pull out of it? Well, first you have to, I think, you know, hey, we're talking about communities being weird because in, in the definition of it being weird is there's so many different communities. So if you just say, hey, I'm in community, what does that mean? That's where I'm saying it's weird. Right. You know, it could be, is it your work community? Is it your church community? Is it your, your, um, you know, your neighborhood community, you know, yeah. what, what some might say is the, the community of history, meaning your high school or college friends, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, the community of pro- proximity or, or proxy, you know, like neighbors, or like school. neighbors and st- school, yeah. you know, uh, the community of context, you know, so there's all sorts of different communities. When I say it's weird is like lots of times we want to, you know, what, then what is uh, we we've talked about a lot of different ones, but then you have what is authentic community, you know? And I kind of want to I kind of want to end with that as we start talking. But you you asked a good question about okay toxic, you know? And and what was your question again for clarity? Well, I was just saying that you know so sometimes you can't help it like you can't pick your family. No. Okay. You can't really pick. Um, the parents that go to, you know, school, your school community can't really pick your neighbors. I mean, to an extent, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so if there is a toxic element to the community, whether it's the culture of the whole community or it's one person, how do you, how do you pull out of that? How do you separate out of that? Or um, Well, if we're talking about toxic. How do you keep it from being toxic to you? Okay, and I like that. That's what the question. You yeah. know, how do you keep it from being toxic? First, we, I like to look at it as, I mean, there, I think there's seven types of toxic people, okay? Okay. You know, one being, you know, the conversational narcissist. You know, that it all of a sudden when you're in community with them or others, it's always being drawn back to them. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, I like that one. Would uh, that be considered also like a one-upper? Like when you're saying, when you're trying to be vulnerable and saying, you know, I'm really struggling with my, you know, kid or whatever, and they're like, oh, you think you're struggling? Like, 
I'm struggling or with my in the one upper or yeah the, well let, let's see let's mm, go through the seven okay, and see okay. it see if you okay. think it's the one upper okay. we'll come back to it okay. okay then there's the the straight jacket narcissist the straight jacket toxic person Okay. And the straitjacket toxic person is the one that always needs to be in control. Uh, you know, if you're going over to their house for dinner, it's like they're telling you what to do and where to bring. Or or if they're coming to your house, okay, they start to do all this. Or they go to Costco and buy a bunch of shit. You okay. know, the, does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, can you think of people like that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then uh, there's the emotional moocher, you know, uh, and that's that person that kind of sucks the positive out of you. Like Debbie Downer? Yeah. Like the Saturday Night yeah, Live, Live skit? skit. <laughs> yes. I mean, so the cool thing is you see that. Yeah. You know, and then there's the drama magnet. Okay. You know, and that drama magnet is that person that is always seeking crisis. That they, you know, are yeah. are doing that, you know, all the time. I, I kind of like that. Uh, the drama magnets are victims and thrive in crisis because it makes them feel important. Mm-hmm. Or needed or something. Yeah. Or and so I chaos think. Chaos and crisis. So your question going back to, hey, the one upper. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's that drama. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah. Uh, and then I like I like this one, the J&J. The Johnson and Johnson. No. <laughs> 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 I like that. No, uh, the jealous, judgmental person. Jealous, judgmental. Okay. Yeah, the jealous, judgmental mm-hmm. is like they come across that. That jealous, judgmental is they come across judgmental, but they're really it's really under underneath it is jealous about your life. I'm thinking of someone in our life that's like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that it's like. Wah, I can wah, think of wah. many that are yes. like that. Like. Oh, you're going to let, you know, your kid do that, you know, when really it's like, what's your problem with that? Why are you judgmental about that? I mean, whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, their jealousy comes out like a lot of times it's judgmental criticism or gossip. Uh, you know, uh, everyone else is awful, uncool or, or lacking in some way. Yeah. You know, that that's the cool thing. And then there's, you know, then there's the fibber or... You might just call it the liar, but I'll, you could call it the, the fibber. Mm-hmm. They're just always, there's, they just don't tell the truth. Is that, is that, is that, does like an exaggerator fall into that category or like a white liar? Or is this somebody that's like. Yes, it's an exaggerator big time. Yeah. You know, it, it's the, it's, it, and it becomes exhausting. Yeah. You know, um, whether they tell little falsehoods or major lies. Yeah. You know, yeah. um. And so it, it that's where trust, you know, comes yeah. in. You, it's hard to trust that. And then there's the tank. And the tank, yeah. it just crushes everybody. Frank the tank. Frank the tank. <laughs> just crushes everybody, you know. Uh, and so it's and meaning like. meaning what? what? Cr- crushes them how? Just, uh, you know, over-dominating it. Over-dominating conversations. Yeah. You know, d- consuming you know, all that stuff in their life, you know, making it, sometimes even making it all about them. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, they just crush everything. Yeah, they're just overbearing personalities. Just. Uh, They, and, you know, lots of times they think they're the smartest person in the room. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, uh, 
So every conversation in person is a challenge to them. They they want to one up it. Um, yeah. They and, and so I'm trying to figure out where I fit in because I think we all have to kind of own our own, you know, parts. Yes. Of, well, and that that was that question is like you know, that's, where our you that know kind of sucks to have to look at you know. Yes. Like, mm. Can can we be toxic? Yeah. Yeah. You know can and I think we all can. Yeah, for sure. You know, but but then there there's then what's what's motivating us? Because man, we all deserve the right to be in a healthy community. You know. Well, we all we all deserve it, but we all desire it too. Des- big time. I mean, you know, I don't know if we deserve anything, but um, I like that. We, I think I I think my word was wrong. Deserve is, isn't the right we word. Desire we desire, it. It. and so it's it's. And the more time, Shannon, I spend, you know, meeting with people in my private practice, you know, because I still got to, I like my private practice, is like, I, and the more time I talk to people and I get curious with them, is, man, people are, people are craving, you know, what we'll get into in a little bit, but authentic community. Right. And it's, it's really hard, especially even if you, as an individual, fall into one of those seven people, if you... If you look at it kind of like an Enneagram situation, like where you can be unhealthy or healthy within your, like it it seems like if you take those seven toxic personalities and you can recognize kind of where you might be bent towards, then you can work on healing that. Yeah. And if you heal yourself or, you know, take care of your own toxic traits, then you can, that can lead to authentic community. If everyone is owning their own, you know, toxic parts. But if you if you end up in a situation well, where, but I I would okay. I like what you're saying, you know, owning your your part. Now, I don't I can't everyone I don't know if everyone can or will. All I'm responsible for is me. Right. You know, and so that I understand that, but that that's what I was saying about when you were about to start talking about. Authentic community, what I'm saying is, like, we were talking about how do you get out of, you know, that, those situations if you're in a toxic community. And, you know, I've learned over the years, obviously, like, since since our youngest graduated from high school and we are no longer, we no longer are, are um, we, we don't no longer have to be in a, a school like community, like yes. our children's school community. We don't have to be in that anymore. In fact, it's kind of looked at as weird. Like if I show up to volunteer at the high school, people will be like, why right. is she that? here? <laughs> why is she back? <laughs> she needs to go away because she's toxic because she's a control freak and wants to control yeah. everything. She's the straight jacket. She's the straight jacket. And I know, I, re- I can recognize that in myself in an unhel- when I'm in an unhealthy place. But... Um, so we've been able to exit that, but I have realized over the past summer, few months, probably six months, that how toxic um, some of that has been, that community has been. Okay, and so that goes back to your question. So how do you get out of that? Right, so I it's naturally like, was able to get out of it, but. Yeah, and sometimes our community, and right there, it's going back to communities are weird. Communities change. You know, you you have your community before you get married of, you know, being single after college. You have right. your college community, high school, as you grow up. And then 
And then we were one of the first people in our friend group that got married. And so we mm-hmm. hung out with the other people that were married. And so there was this young married Switch, people, yeah. you know, and the other single people kind of left and us out. And when I was first single, um, living in Dallas, out of college, um, not when I was first single, but when I was out of college with my first job in Dallas, and that's when Friends came out, the show. Oh, yeah. So you talk about, so we met on a weekly basis, and we all watched it together because, you know, it was every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. or whatever it was. And um, But that was my community. Like, you, you think now, as time has changed and you don't have to watch shows at a certain time, Cause on you a have, certain night. Because you have DVR and stuff right, like that. Right, and all that, and with Netflix or whatever. But So that was just a um, – but that was a way that we had community, and I think – Building community is so much harder for our kids because there aren't things like yeah, that. Yeah, but let's let's we get into that. I, okay. I agree so with I that. Just, well, I, I, just, I mean, yeah. I think that's good stuff. Let's let's come back to that. But let's talk yeah. about it. Okay. You know, so we have all these different types of communities, and now we're in the new community of empty nesters. And there's a group of us that are trying to do once a month empty nester, you know, dinner night yeah. at someone's house. And, they, you know, we went the first time this summer, and it was fun. Yeah, you know. but it it we're in this different stage, so there's stages like that. Yeah, uh, and so and so you have communities, but then I think what we were talking about is when you step back from a community that you've been real active in, and you start to go, okay, it was toxic, and then you need to look at okay, what part was I toxic? What was right. I? What you know was I one of the seven? Where did I fall in this? Right, or where did I? Uh, I might not even be toxic, but it sometimes I can co-sign that toxicity. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's like, where did I co-sign this toxicity? You know, did I start, you know, like like the, you know, um, what the 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 emotional, uh, you know, moocher or the the drama magnet or the J and J, those that that talk that do a lot of gossip and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those, uh, you know, all of a sudden am I gossiping too? But when you, and when you have firm um, values or um, opinions, but opinions based on your moral compass and your, your beliefs, and that when it gets toxic is when you go in firm with your beliefs and then the community slowly chips away at those and then you co sign. Or, or you, you or you don't stand, with. or you don't really have that conviction of your values because of your own fear. I mean, there's well, a lot of things within the community. It's not the norm. It's not what's. It's not what the majority of the community is doing, or whatever. And so then you have to. Then you're kind of like, okay, well, I'll, you know, I mean, I'll bend, you know. Yeah. But and then and and then when you step away from it though you look back and I've looked back I've done a lot of reflecting and I look back and I think that just wasn't right it just wasn't the right way to do things and I and I got to look at my part right you know and so people are going to be people and you know I can get in there because maybe oh at least it's community but it might be a toxic community right right you know and so so when when I talk about when I talk about authentic community, what comes to mind for you? How would you safety. define it? Safety, yes. What else? Um, 
What, what do you mean by safety? I mean, I that's... mean, I mean, safe spaces. You know, there. Are, you know how they. It's been years, coming in the coming, but you know they talk about offering safe spaces to students in college and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, why do you have to offer a safe space if people are supposed to be emotionally, you know, have emotional IQ? To you know, I mean, it's like. But that's what I mean by say like you need safe spaces to be vulnerable and safe people that aren't going to um, expose. Uh, okay, so I I like that. So you're talking about uh, when you think when I say the word authentic community, you think of um, safety, you think of vulnerability. Yeah. And, and so you're what I believe permission, you're permission permission to. Be vulnerable. vulnerable, yeah. Yeah, and and wouldn't vulnerability be a two way street too? Yes. Yeah, and so you you got safety, you got vulnerability. Uh, what else do you think of? Um, I think of um, what do you think of? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I. That's all right. I'm stuck. Yeah, a bit. that. Then, but I I love. I mean, those. because I, yeah, I mean. I I love that you're saying. You know, safety. I mean, trust. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to think of adjective. I feel like we're playing the, a word game now. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Think, yeah. I mean, I did put you on the spot. Yeah. But when I when I think of all authentic community, it's that it's that at that I agree with you. That safe place, you know, to be myself and people and, and that sense of acceptance, even in my crap. Right, and grace, and yeah, the yeah. acceptance. Even in, you know, you read all those quotes about, you know, your best friends are the ones that love you no matter what, love you even if you're, you know, whatever. I mean, I had a funny example today, just a little quick side, kind of side note at lunch. Um, we were talking about um, an employee um, somewhere that it has been kind of not very nice to people in the past and everybody kind of has a story about this employee and, and all this stuff. And then, um, so one friend was sharing her story and then the other friend started laughing and was like, I was there. And then, um, we were all like, was it that bad? And, uh, the other friend goes, well, I think she was a little premenopausal actually, but you know, and so, but that's community. That's a good friend that can joke you about that and know that about, you know, that at that time in your life, you were going through hormonal changes, which is what I'm doing right now. And I need friends and community that will show me grace if I maybe make a mistake that's, yeah. if I'm a little irrational or if I'm angry about something. And she was like, no, it wasn't premenopause. It was just <laughs> wrong. And so, but it just, you can get a good laugh out of that. But if you have, if you're in community with, one of these toxic people, they can judge you for that, or they can, I mean, it, shame you, shame you, and yeah. it can be criticize you, yes, you know, try to fix you, uh, right. you know, come up with excuses. It's right. like, you know, I, but see, also, what I think authentic community is, it's, it's people that you feel really listened to and heard, yes, you know, and so if, if, if I'm in that, in one of these seven, you know, uh, different types of a toxic, you know, person then i i'm not gonna listen 
You know, right. You know, if I'm the conversational narcissist or the straitjacket or the emotional moocher or the drama magnet or the J&J or the fibber or the tank, it's like if I'm in those places, you know, I I don't listen. So it's right. like it's that safety. It's that vulnerability. It's that it's that listening and, and truly feeling heard. Right. You know, I, I you know, what's crazy is like I was uh, I was talking to, you know, our son's old um youth leader, Travis's old youth leader, mm -hmm. Brent Baker. And I, I was talking to him as I was driving to Austin last week. Uh, and I loved it. And he and his wife moved to Austin. Now he's working for another church down there. Uh, and I was just asking how, how do they like it? And he goes, I love it. He goes, the only thing is, is like, uh, you know, we, we have friends, but I haven't really found that deep, authentic community. It takes years to build that. And right. he was talking about, you know, his buddy Jared and Paul and their wives and how right. all six of them were really tight. Right. You know, and I think about us as like the Conklins are truly our, our community, right. you know, yeah. and, you know, and the claps. But then there's, you know, we don't have, uh, and so it's truly a blessing to have at least some true authentic community. They, that we can laugh and dance and, you know, do all sorts yeah. of stuff, but also Well, and we have other struggle. communities, people that if they're listening and they're thinking, oh, they don't think we're community, <laughs> like we do have. Other, no, yes, I'm not I talking do. about other communities. I'm I talking just... about true, authentic communities. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I know. And we have some. Yeah. We have some good, authentic. I mean, anyway. I yeah. Just, but it's. It's, it's like a, doing an Oscar acceptance speech and leaving out some people <laughs> like they're like what, what what are we not authentic you know i mean we have lots of i mean i don't want to name names but from like you said it's years to build but we we went to dinner with a couple in february that it was that's authentic community even though we don't see them or talk to them oh for, for sure months. avis and jeff yeah yes, so that's, that's authentic that's what community I'm, for sure that's you know, just what I'm saying. And I, I love the fact, you know, that you're, you know, that I have, you know, true authentic community like with Brian, but you've got, you're starting to build it with Tara, even though they live in California. Right. You know, and right. so there's, there's that as I wanted, I, you know, I appreciate that, uh, that, that you're willing to do those things. Well, you know, that, because that truly is yeah. just, I was talking more as couples, but individually it's like man i got my my guys you know that are around the country that we truly we can pick up the phone and talk yeah. and you know really have that authentic community but I, and i think we have to be careful about i have had to change my expectations of community because each different community that we're in from work to church to school to whatever they look different and our expectations of them should be different because you may not with your like a work community you may not have like this authentic community because but it's community it and it's i'm not saying it's bad or anything it's just i'm a work saying community. to set you're not you're not listening i'm saying to set your expectations for your different communities because sometimes that can get in work environments like yours because you're a therapist and a counselor and you've had work environments where you're supervising counselors it's all about feelings and everything and all that stuff the expectation can be to be vulnerable and have authentic community but in a in a different type of 
work atmosphere, sometimes you need that boundary of privacy. Some, you know, some of your. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see that, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I've just, I, I am. I mean, you don't have to be one of those toxic people within your community. You can always be your authentic self. I think the concentrating on not being one of those toxic people in any community that you're in, concentrating on yourself, and then also um, trying to be your authentic self always. Then I think certain things come naturally and organically, but... That's another thing. Is but that what I but it's, where I was going really with it? Okay, go ahead. Where I was going with it is, you know, just given Brent's <clears throat> story is like we lots of people don't have when when you say true authentic community, it's not that many people. You know, it's right. it's small, and and the other people that are in different communities of ours, they're not less important, but it's just not that deep authentic community. I know, and, and th- that's what that's I'm talking what- about. And that's why I was just, I was topping off what you were saying with having people really try to not overshoot their expectations. I, I agree because with that. Because it is just, a, it might just be a very small group. And we we shrunk our group. I think we've always been an open book. Obviously, we've done, you know, over 100 episodes spilling out all our, you know, <laughs> we don't have any secrets really. But, yep. um, and I, so we obviously have always approached community as an open, but we've always been kind of an open book. And my expectations are that others reciprocate that. And so if I am vulnerable with you and I'm authentic with you, my expectation is that you do the same. I don't think we can set those expectations. I agree. I'm glad you said that last sentence because I was going, okay, where is she going? Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I get to choose if I'm vulnerable. And if I'm vulnerable and they're not vulnerable back, that's not on them. Right. You know, and so I. So that's what I'm saying is that I think we all desire authentic community. And that can look very small. But we need to, we, we should strive to have it. In some form or fashion, in our lives, we should strive to have some sort of authentic community. We're going to have the other communities, and we need to strive not to be the toxic people in those communities and not have our expectations that everyone reciprocate. Well, going back to when I say, okay, what is authentic community? Also, I think authentic community is is time spent. I mean, I love Avis and Jeff, and they're great, but I, I wouldn't say, you know, and we're authentic with them. But that didn't, you know, since we go years without seeing them, I don't know yeah. if it's, you know, and years Community. without even talking, I'm, yeah. talking, right. talking with them. Right. But man, if we did, if we were around them and spent more time with them, it would, it, it, we could, although some, some communities, authentic communities take years to build, that one could be, you know, could be there if, if there was that commitment. Yeah, right. That, that's just all I'm saying is that it's been years and it's anyway yes and so i there there's that and so when you look for those authentic communities it's that place where you feel safe right it's that place where there is vulnerability it is that place where you can laugh and joke with each other yeah and and not not get butthurt because you know you know them and they know you 
And it's very hard when you're in a, um, I'll say, sort of forest community situation like a school or work or things like that. Um, it, it's, it really sucks when you can't get to a great place. And it's, it's short-lived. It's kind of like, okay, well, I'll put in my time here. But, you know, at the, I mean, to be totally vulnerable in January when we did our, you know, notebooks um, of what to, you know, our goals yes, for 2022. For yeah. And then, and then they all changed. But um, it, I put in there, I was ready to move on from my kids' school. I was ready to be an empty nester, ready to move on from the kids' school community. <laughs> I just was. I know, but it's like, like two weeks later. Like, <laughs> boom, okay. it happened. February 11th. Your wish is my command. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and, but, but the but, cool thing is we... But I'd know. already sensed that it was wearing me out. It just was wearing me out. And so you were co-signing some of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I didn't know how to get, I was in a loop of not knowing how to, and not knowing how to deal with those seven, because in a big school, big, huge community, neighborhood schools, feeder patterns, all that stuff, and it's so gigantic, you're going to find all those seven people times three and four. I mean, (laughs) there's several tanks, there's several straight jackets, there's, yeah, and I can fall into a lot of them myself and then it's just a terrible cycle well it just doesn't make you feel good it just it's and so that the key is it's bad for know, your mental health no but that's where the key is is like when you do have that authentic community i have that with the notorious sinners i have that you know with some other guys in my life and it's cool because when you do have that and you're getting sucked into those other unhealthy communities you can always go back to them right no yeah. Yeah, well, I I liked this uh, episode. Yeah, we can good. do an episode on Chico. Chico, oh, believe me, yes. believe me, I got a lot of material. All right, I'm I'm to interested. Help others help others out there. That... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, <laughs> till next time. Thank yes. you. Yes.